Good morning, esteemed Sister Maka. Good morning, everyone. Well, welcome to the Inspired by the World to do about times of devotion. Um, I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the opening prayer. Praise God. As usual, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying and I'm reading from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. It says, I exalt therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who we have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. We're still in our month of truth and we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying for all men. We're also going to be praying for leaders of all nations, that their eyes are open, that they know the truth, that they are not deceived, and that the plans of the devil doesn't come to pass. Only the plans of God, only the will of God is done in all the nations of the world. You're going to be praying for your country, using your country as a point of contact to other nations of the world, that only the will of God prevails in the name of Jesus and the truth prevails in the name of Jesus. Let's just begin to speak in other tongues. Let's, let's unmute our mics and begin to speak in other tongues. Rekha <laughs> <laughs> 
Ma 
Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the grace to come together before your presence this morning. Oh, we pray for all men. We pray for leaders of nations. We declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that, that their hearts and their eyes are open to the truth by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. We know it that is not yet time for the devil. So we declare by the power of the Holy Ghost that only the will of God prevails in all nations of the world in the mighty name of Jesus. Men are coming to the knowledge of the truth and they accept Jesus into your heart like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we come against all the plans of God to bring about forced vaccinations and dividing the world into tribes of fully vaccinated and those who are not by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord God, because we know you've already answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One second. We are all welcome to today's Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. And I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the prayers this morning. Um, right now, I would like to hand over to you, esteemed Sister Maka, for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. 
Thank you. Glory be to God in the highest amen. Glory be to God in the highest amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. Father, we thank you. Your mercies endures forevermore. Your mercies endures. Your faithfulness is from generation to generation. Your steadfast love extends to the heavens. Thank you, Father. Your steadfast love extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like majestic mountains, and your wisdom like the of the sea, and you come to me. Feeling my heart. With your loving kindness, I find my feet in the shadow of your feet. I hid my feet from the abundance of your household. And I drink from the streams of rejoicing. You are my King. Lord, your steadfast love endures forever. It endures from generation to generation. We have tasted of it. We have seen it. You are God, you are constant, you are consistent, you remain the same. 
You have a love that never gives up on us. You are faithful even in our unfaithfulness. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word that strengthens us, your word that inspires us, your word that helps us, your word that directs us in the way that we should go, your word by which we are daily built and delivered into our inheritance. Thank you, Lord. For nothing has been able to successfully subdue your word in us. Your word abides forever. You said heaven and earth might pass away, but your word will remain. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everybody. Welcome to our devotion with the Lord. Today is Saturday, 24th of April, 2021. And the title of today's devotional is Don't Be at Ease in Zion. Don't be at ease in Zion. Thank you so much, Sister Joy, for the time of prayer. Opening scripture is taken from Amos 6 and verse 1. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations, to whom the house of Israel came. Amos 6 and verse 1. They are those of us who have learned the truth. We've received the word. And through the word, we are triumphant every day, living a wonderful and fulfilling life. However, we must still give attention to helping those who haven't known the truth yet, those who haven't understood the word of God yet. We've got to care about our brothers and sisters all over the world, especially those in prison or experiencing all kinds of hardships. Until and unless, We've brought them in. It's not over. It's not over as long as Satan is deceiving others and seeking to destroy lives. We can't be at ease in Zion. Read the Lord's touching words in Amos 6 says, You drink wine by the bowlful and use the finest lotions, but you do not grieve over the ruin of Joseph. NIV translation. When you hear about churches being burned or priests and pastors and ministers being incarcerated unjustly because of their commitment to the gospel, don't act like it doesn't concern you. Get on your knees and pray. Don't think, of your, don't think only of yourself until the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is celebrated in every country. It's not over. Be it those in the presidency or in the prime minister's office or among monarchs, ETC, we have to realize that God has given us an assignment to pray for them and reach them with the gospel. We have to bring others into the peace, love, and joy that God has given us. 
Otherwise, our job isn't done. So keep preaching and teaching others God's word. Keep interceding for men and women all around the world to come into God's light and righteousness. And at the end, you can boldly affirm, I fought a good fight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a call and a reminder of our ministry as children of God. You know, um, it's just like um, a story that pastor, my pastor told us one time and he, it was like, you know, as an individual, you cannot afford not to be rich. You cannot afford not to be wealthy. You cannot, you cannot afford just to be in that place where you have just to take care of yourself and your immediate family. You know, you, you hear some people say that, I just want to be fine. I just want my, me, my, my, myself and my family to be fine. As long as I can take care of myself, I can take care of my family, I'm okay. And my pastor said, you are a selfish person. And you may think about it, you're like, really, how am I selfish? God said to Abraham, he said, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. And he said, through you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. God's idea of life is that you are not only able to take care of yourself and your family, is that you are able to be a blessing to the world around you. And until you are in that state, don't get comfortable. If you don't want to be rich for yourself, be rich for the sake of that orphan that lives on your streets, that is not able to go to school, that lives with a family who is just managing to accommodate him. He's not able to go to school because there's no money. Be rich for his sake. Be rich for the sake of the widow who lost her husband and has four kids to take care of, including relatives that stay with them. Be rich for her sake so that you can take up the body. Be rich for the sake of the guy who lost his job and has nothing to do. Be rich so that you can give him opportunities to make money. Look around your world and you will see that there's constantly needs. People have needs, people have needs. I tell people, I say, if it is just about Amarak, maybe none of you will know her. I like my space, <laughs> ask those who are close to me. I can be alone, I can, I can be by myself for two weeks. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very private person. But you know, when the Bible says that the love of God compels us, there is a reason I must reach out. There is a reason I must help somebody else find purpose. There is a reason I must inspire somebody else because life was not created for me. I was created to make life beautiful for others. When you're conscious of that, you don't care what people say. I've had people tell me that, oh, Amarak, I service. Well, it's your opinion. If only you knew that Amarak doesn't even like to be in the crowd. But I know the impact that I make in the lives of people. I know the testimonies. I know those who had attempted suicide before they met me. I know those who were in deep depression before they met me. I know those who didn't know what to make out of their life before they met me. And by the word, I only gave what my father gave me. He said, he that had the son had life. And this life is the light of men. 
When light comes into your life, you can see. When life comes into your life, there is sense of direction. There is excitement. There is purpose. You don't have to stumble in the darkness. It's just like when you're in your room and the light is off. You can hit your leg over something, but when there's light, you know where to put your leg. You know where the bed is. You know what is on the floor. You can see there's water so that you don't step on it and sleep and fall. There are people like that who have fallen out of a slippery ground and that was the end of their lives. It is dangerous not to have light in your life. And it is that light that we give because we have the same life that God has. So Amarak can be by herself. And I say that to also say to you, we cannot be at ease in Zion. We cannot be on our own. Say, please just leave me, I want to be on my own. No, you cannot be on your own. You say, eh, but I'm always being misunderstood. They will say this against me. They will say this against me. See, let me tell you something. People don't fight nobody. People fight people who are making impact. You must know that. If for anything in the last one year, you have seen the man of God that Pastor Chris received, you know, he's been fought from all angles. And it is not today. In fact, the year I heard about Pastor Chris was the year that they said him and Bishop T.B. Joshua went to India to collect powers. He's been backlashed by the media. He's been labeled different things by different people by government, many things. Pastor Chris has been listed as a wanted person before. I don't know if you guys are aware. He's wanted in certain countries, you know. So, you know, they've called him names, but it doesn't matter. The work of God is moving forward. And you must understand that Jesus was also labeled. He was called a devil. Do you guys remember Beelzebub? He was insulted, he was accused. <laughs> Many things happened to him. So, you know, I tell people, I said, if Jesus went through all of that, why don't you, why, why, why are you crying that you're going through a lot as a Christian? Why are you crying that people are fighting you? It is the grace. It is the grace. It is the grace. It is the grace. Ma. Hello, Ma. We can't hear you, Ma. Please, can anyone still hear Sister Maka? We can't hear her. I think I will have to talk to her. Oh, she's gonna. We'll just give us some time to come back.
Hello, Sister Joy. Please, I think you should take the further study. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Macaf, for the opportunity to take the further study. I'll be reading from Philippians 3, 13 to 14. It says, Brethren, I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto these things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Also, Ephesians 6.18, ESV, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Right now, we're going to be taking the prayers together, but you don't have to mute your mic. And you don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Blessed Lord. By your spirit, you are refining the mind of your children around the world, bringing them into deeper knowledge and understanding of your word. As we, your children, all over the world, teach and preach your truth today, there is a mighty harvest and many are translated from darkness into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. You're welcome. Thank you for being consistent with this devotion and the Bible reading plan. Today, we're going to be taking the New Testament Bible reading plan, and we're reading the message translation. It's been a very interesting read. We're reading the book of Luke, and um, we're reading Luke chapter 20, from verse 20. And the caption reads, Paying Taxes. Watching for a chance to get him, they sent spies who posted as honest inquirers, hoping to trick him into saying something that would get him into trouble with the law. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you are honest and straightforward when you teach, that you don't pander to anyone but teach the way of God accurately. Tell us. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He knew they were like laying for him. He knew, he, he knew they were laying for him and said, show me a coin. Now this engraving, what does it look like? And what does it say? Caesar, they said. Jesus said, then give Caesar what is his and give God what is his. Try as they might, they couldn't trap him into saying anything incriminating. His answer caught them off guard and left them speechless. The caption, all intimacies will be with God. Verse 27, some Sadducees came up 
This is the Jewish party that denies any possibility of resurrection. They asked, the teacher Moses wrote us that if a man dies and leaves a, leaves a wife, but no child, his brother is obligated to take the widowed wife and get her with child. Well, there was once, there once were seven brothers. The first took a wife. He died childless. The second married her and died. Then the third, and eventually all seven had their turn, but no child. After all that, the wife died. That wife now, in resurrection, whose wife is she? All seven married her. Jesus said, marriage is a major preoccupation here, but not there. Those who are included in the resurrection of the dead will no longer be concerned with marriage, nor of course with death. They will have better things to think about, if you can believe it. All ecstasies and intimacies then will be with God. Even Moses exclaimed about resurrection at the burning bush, saying, God, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. God isn't the God of dead men, but of the living. To him, all are alive. Some of the religion scholars said, teacher, that's a great answer. For a while, anyway, no one dared put questions to him. Then he put a question to them. How is it that they say that the Messiah is David's son? In the book of Psalms, David clearly says, God say to my master, sit here at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David here designates the Messiah as my master. So how can the Messiah also be his son? With everyone listening, Jesus spoke to his disciples. Watch out for the religion scholars. They love to walk around in academic gowns, praying in the radiance of public flattery, basked in prominent positions, sit at the head table at every church function. And all the time, they're exploiting the weak and helpless. The longer their prayers, the worse they get. But they'll pay for it in the end. Praise God. We're going to Luke chapter 21, 4. Just then he looked up and saw the rich people dropping offerings in the collection plates. Then he saw a poor widow putting two pennies. He said, The plain truth is that this widow has given by far the largest offering today. All these others made offerings that they will never miss. She gave extravagantly what she couldn't afford. She gave her all. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our heart. In Jesus' name. Right now, hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you.
Um, brothers, okay, stand. Okay, um, maybe I think Brother John is not in the room. Um, so, brothers, please go ahead and take the, the Old Testament. Okay, so the Old Testament Bible reading, we're going to be reading the book of First Samuel 20 to 22. Let's look forward to that. Praise God. Just give me a moment. Let me get my screen back. Sure. Okay. Share my screen. All right. First Samuel chapter 20. Praise God. It's been a very interesting read with the Old Testament Bible reading. So first Samuel chapter 20. A covenant friend, a covenant friendship in God's name. Verse 1. David got out of Neot in Ramah alive and went to Jonathan. What do I do now? What's, what wrong have I inflicted on your father that makes him so determined to kill me? Nothing, said Jonathan. You have done nothing wrong. You are not going to die. Really, you are not. My father tells me everything. He does nothing, whether big or little, without confiding in me. So why would he do this behind my back? It can't be. But David said, your father knows that we are the best of friends. So he says to himself, Jonathan must know nothing of this. If he does, he will side with David. But it's true, as sure as God lives and as sure as you are alive before me right now, he is determined to kill me. Jonathan said, tell me what you have in mind. I will do anything for you. David said, tomorrow marks the new moon. I'm scheduled to eat dinner with the king. Instead, I'll go hide in the field until the evening of the third. If your father misses me, say, David asked if he could run down to Bethlehem, his hometown, for an anniversary reunion and worship with his family. If he says, good, then I am safe. But if he gets angry, you know for sure that he's made up his mind to kill me. Oh, stick with me in this. You have entered into a covenant of God with me, remember. If I'm in the wrong, go ahead and kill me yourself. Why bother giving me up to your father? Never, exclaimed Jonathan. I would never do that. If I get the slightest hint that my father is fixated on killing you, I'll tell you. David asked, and whom will you get to tell me if your father comes back with a harsh answer? Come outside, said Jonathan. Let's go to the field. When the two of them were out in the field, Jonathan said, as God, the God of Israel is my witness, by this time tomorrow, I'll get it out of my father, how he feels about you. Then I'll let you know what I learned. May God do his worst to me if I let you down. If my father still intends to kill you, I'll tell you 
and get you out of here in one piece. And God be with you as he's been with my father. If I make it through this alive, continue to be my covenant friend. And if I die, keep the covenant friendship with my family forever. And when God finally reads the earth of David's enemies, stay loyal to Jonathan. Jonathan repeated his pledge of love and friendship for David. He loved David more than his own soul. Verse 18, Jonathan then laid out his plan. Tomorrow is a new moon and you'll be missed when you don't show up for dinner. On the third day, when they have quit expecting you, come to the place where you hid before and wait beside that big boulder. I will shoot three arrows in the direction of the boulder. Then I will send off my servants. Go find the arrows. If I yell after the servants, the arrows are on this side, retrieve them. That's a signal that you can return safely. As God lives, not a thing to fear. But if I yell, the arrows are farther out, then run for it. God wants you out of here. Regarding all the things we have discussed, remember that God's in, in on this with you, with us to the very end. David hid in the field. On the holiday of the new moon, the king came to the table to eat. He sat where he always sat, the place against the wall with Jonathan across the table and Abner at Saul's side. But David's seat was empty. Saul didn't mention it at the time, thinking something's happened that made him unclean. That's it. He's probably unclean for the holy meal. But the day after, the new moon, day two of the holiday, David's seat was still empty. Saul asked David his son. Saul asked Jonathan his son. So where is that son of Jesse? He hasn't eaten with us either yesterday or today. Jonathan said, David asked my special permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, give me leave to attend the family reunion back home. My brothers has ordered me to be there. If it seems all right to you, let me go and see my brothers. That's why he's not here at the king's table. Saul exploded in anger at Jonathan. You son of a slut. Don't you think I know you are in chaos with the son of Jesse? Disgracing both you and your mother. For as long as the son of Jesse is walking around free on this earth, your future in this kingdom is at risk. Now go get him. Bring him here. From this moment, he's as good as dead. Jonathan stood up to his father. Why dead? What's he done? Saul threw his spear at him to kill him. That convinced Jonathan that his father was fixated on killing David. Jonathan stormed from the table, furiously angry, and ate nothing the rest of the day, upset for David and smarting under the humiliation from his father. In the morning, Jonathan went to the field for the appointment with David. He had his young servant with him. He told the servant, 
run and get the arrows I'm about to shoot. The boy started running and Jonathan shot an arrow way beyond him. As the boy came to the area where the arrow had been shot, Jonathan yelled out, Isn't, that the, isn't the arrow further? He yelled again, Hurry quickly, don't just stand here. Jonathan's servants then picked up the arrow and brought it to, the master, to his master. The boy, of course, knew nothing of what was going on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his quiver and bow to the boy and sent him back to town. After the servants were gone, David got up from his hiding place beside the boulder, then fell on his face to the ground, three times prostrating himself. Then they kissed one another and wept. Friend over friend, David weeping especially hard. Jonathan said, go in peace. The two of us have vowed friendship in God's name, saying, God will be, be the bond between me and you and between my children and your children forever. Praise God. Chapter 21, David pretends to go crazy. David went on his way and Jonathan returned to town. David went to Nob to Abimelech, the priest. Abimelech was alarmed as he went out to greet David. What are you doing here all by yourself? Another soul with you. David answered Abimelech, the priest. The king sent me on a mission and gave strict orders. This is top secret. Not a word of this to a soul. I have arranged to meet up with my men in a certain place. Now, what's, the, what's, there, what's there here to eat? Do you have five loaves of bread? Give me whatever you can scrudge up. I don't have any regular bread on hand, said the priest. I only have holy bread. If your men have not slept with women recently, it's yours. David said, none of us has touched a woman. I always do it this way when I'm on a mission. My men abstain from sex. Even when it's an ordinary mission, we do that. How much more on this holy mission? So the priest gave them the holy bread. It was the only bread he had, bread of the presence that had been removed from God's presence and replaced by fresh bread at the same time. One of Saul's officials was present that day, keeping a religious vow. His name was Diod, the Edomite. He was a chief of Saul's shepherds. David asked Abimelech, do you have a spear or sword of, of any kind around here? I didn't have a chance to grab my weapons. The king's mission was urgent and I left in a hurry. The priest said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine you killed at Oak Valley, that's here, is behind the ephod wrapped in a cloak. If you want it, take it. There's nothing else here. Oh, said David, there's no sword like that. Give it to me. And that's all. And, and at that, David shot out of there running for his life from Saul. He went to Achish, king of Gath. When the servants of Achish saw him, they said, can this be David, the famous David? Is this the one they sing of at their dances? Saul, kill, Saul kills by the thousand, David by the 10,000. When David realized that he had been recognized, he panicked, fearing the worst from Achish, king of Gath. So right there, while they were looking at him, 
he pretended to go crazy, pounding his head on the right, on the city gate, and foaming at the mouth, spit dripping from his beards. Akish took one look at him and said to his servants, can't you see he's crazy? Why did you let him in here? Don't you think I have enough crazy people to put up with at it, as it is without adding another? Come on, get him out of here. Praise God. First Samuel chapter 22. Saul murders the priests of God. So David got away and escaped to the cave of Adullam. When his brothers and other associated with his family had where he was, they came down and joined him. Not only that, but all who were down on their luck came around, losers and vagrants and misfits of all sorts. David became their leader. They were about 400 in all. Then David went to Mizbah in Moab. He petitioned the king of Moab, grant asylum to my father and mother until I find out what God has planned for me. David left his parents in the care of the king of Moab. They stayed there all through the time David was hiding. The prophet God told David, don't go back to the cave. Go to Judah. David did what he told him. He went to the forest of Herod. Saul got word of the whereabouts of David and his men. He was sitting under the big oak on the hill at Gilba at the time spare in hand, holding court surrounded by his officials. He said, listen here, you Benjamites, don't think for a minute that you have any future with the son of Jesse. Do you think he's going to hand over choice land, give you all influential jobs? Think again. Here you are, conspiring against me, whispering behind my back. Not one of you is man enough to tell me that my own son is making deals with the son of Jesse. Not one of you who cares enough to tell me that my son has taken the side of this outlaw. Then Doeg, the Edomite, who was standing with Saul's officials, spoke up. I saw the son of Jesse meet with Abimelech, son of Ahitob in Nob. I saw Abimelech pray with him for God's guidance. Give him food and arm him with the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. Saul sent for the priest, Abimelech, son of Ahitob, along with the whole family of priests of Nob. They all came to the king. Saul said, you listen to me, son of Ahitob. Certainly, master, he said. Why have you ganged up against me with the son of Jesse, giving him bread and a sword? even praying with him for God's guidance, setting him up as an outlaw out to get me. Abimelech answered the king, there's not an official in your administration as true to you as David, your own son-in-law and captain of your bodyguard, none more honorable either. Do you think that was the first time I prayed with him for God's guidance? Hardly, but don't accuse me of any wrongdoing me or my family. I have no idea what you're trying to get at with this outlaw talk. The king said, death, Abimelech, you are going to die, you and everyone in your family. 
the king ordered his henchmen, surround and king the priests of God, their hand in glove with David. They knew he was running away from me and didn't tell me. But the king's men wouldn't do it. They refused to lay a hand on the priests of God. Then the king told Dweg, do it, massacre the priests. Dweg, the Edomites, led the attack and slaughtered the priests. The 85 men who wore the sacred robes. He then carried the massacre into Nob, the city of priests, killing man and woman, child and baby, ox, donkey and sheep. The walks. Only one son of Abimelech, son of Ahitob, escaped, Abita. He got away and joined up with David. Abita reported to David that Saul had murdered the priests of God. And David said to Abita, I knew it. That day I saw Dweck, the Edomite dear. I knew he would tell Saul. I'm to blame for the death of everyone in your father's family. Stay here with me. Don't be afraid. The one out to kill you is out to kill me too. Stick with me. I'll protect you. <laughs> the game of drones. And may the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts. Right now, I'll hand over to Brother, Brother Martins, who will take us through the affirmation session. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. God bless you all. Thank you so much, Brother Jose. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. We're taking our affirmation this morning, and the affirmation will be on the screen right about now. First, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take this segment. Praise the Lord. Okay, the affirmation is on the screen now. So the affirmation by taking our name. My name is, say your name, I have this with of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and knowledge of At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take affirmation at the count of three. Please unmute your mics. One, two, three. My name is Dozio Lisame Kalibo. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The mics are muted. Have you omitted your mic, please? Find out, please. My name is Amaka. I have a description. Okay. My name is Martin. I have a spirit of the 
and rooted and grounded in love. I walk to you with Jesus name Praise the Lord. At this time, we're going to the communion. Our scripture taken from First Corinthians, chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. Please unmute your mic. Okay, can you hear me now? Praise the Lord. For I receive of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus, same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do ye remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the breaking of bread, the eternal covenant with mankind. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus as we break this bread. We will never be broken in life. As we break this bread, we declare eternal life is ours now. We have everlasting life. We live the life of God. We have the life of God in us. And yes, we walk in the light of his word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, go ahead and break the bread and eat it. And we will see you. Praise God. After the same manner, also he took the cup. Then he has stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it and members of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Lord Jesus, by dying, you destroyed our death. By rising, you restored our life. Lord Jesus, we thank you. As we take this cup, we declare restoration. As we take this cup, we declare that our lives. I'll upgraded again even further. Yes, your grace is evident in our life. Your grace is shown in us. And men will see us and behold the glory of God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, go ahead and take the cup. Man, Toroko, Bushido, Krandos. Hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, I'll kindly 
hand over to the esteemed Sister Maka once again to take us through the benediction. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Um, <clears throat> thank you for the Bible reading, esteemed Brother Jose, and thank you also, Sister Joy. <clears throat> There's a lot we have learned today, and um, coming from yesterday, we see how that this thing that um, started between David and Saul you guys see how bad it has become from a song that a group of women sang. Now, Saul has gotten to the point of murdering all the priests of God. You know, um, this, it, it shows a lot and how that we should not give the devil a foothold in our lives. Look at what Saul was telling Jonathan, that as long as David lived, you will not be king. You know, you can be in a place and they will tell you that, hmm, sure you are here. This guy that just came, that is now close to pastor, be there, be there. Be doing as though you are not saying. He has come to take your place. Brothers and sisters, the place that God gave you, Nobody in this life can take it. If you settle that in your mind, you will never fight anybody. Your place is not a physical position. The Bible says that if God promotes you, nobody can bring you down. Stop fighting for rank. It is not in the rank. I remember walking and as, as a junior manager, I had so much influence that even directors would call me on certain matters. It's not in the rank. So don't find yourself fighting for a position with someone. But thank God for men like Jonathan, men who loved like God loved. Men who never saw guile in the other person. Men who were loyal friends. We can see an example of Jonathan. We could see loyalty. He knew God had chosen David to, for the throne and he did not care if he lost the throne. Do you care if you don't become the team leader? Would you still be kind to your colleague that became the leader? Do you care if you don't lead the team would you be nice to the one that leads the team? There's so much for us to learn in the Bible. Let us be inspired by the word. Let us be inspired by the right things. As you see the character, as you see things that are godly. You see, the Bible says things that are just, that are honest, that are of good report, that are praiseworthy. Philippians 4, 8. He said, think on these things. And we know that thoughts become words. Words become actions. Actions become a lifestyle. So he's telling you, let them be your example. We're grateful to God for the Bible that we can listen, we can read the stories and we can be inspired by them and make due adjustments in our lives. So today and always, refuse the competition. You are not in competition with anyone. They may be competing for something that you want. Forget it. Don't fight them. Let it be between you and God. 
when you are done and you go back to your room, sit down and say, Father, I want that role. What do you think? When your father gives it to you in that room, it doesn't matter where they go to outside of that room. You have it. Life is spiritual and treat your life's battles as such. Don't fight physical fights with people. Don't exchange words with people. Don't involve in office politics or church politics with people. Let God guide you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, all our co-hosts for today. Let's all meet at this moment and share the benediction. The grace, the grace of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus the love of God, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives. We dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.